I want to create something with meaning as well. And for me, the longest time, meaning has been my own emotions. And like finding a way to convey meaning without like channeling all my feelings that I may or may have or may not have felt. Like that's been a, tr a challenge for me, you know, and that's like kind of what I meant by what I was saying before. Hi, and welcome back to the Zonta Got Nothing podcast today with my friend Colin. Hello, hello. <laughs> and the funny thing is that we actually, you know, it, it's weird, you know, sometimes how technology fails you. And like, we put so much effort in one episode. We had recorded an hour and a half. And then I forgot to plug in the laptop. And then while I was saving, the laptop just shut down. So we were left with nothing after an hour and a half of amazing conversation with my friend. Sontag got nothing. Sontag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, um, the technology took it too literal. <laughs> but uh, because we, we, we really want to um, get it out there, we want, we're saying that we will re-record it. This time everything is checked, everything is fine. And um, again, I'm joined with my, by my friend, roommate. And well, not current roommate, but former roommate and uh, brother Colin. Hello, hello. And Again. <laughs> and um, we usually said, well, you introduce yourself. You know the spiel, right? You introduce yourself. Yeah. You mention your favorite ice cream flavor, and then and then we right. go on. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So uh, as you know, my name is Colin. Um, I am Swiss by nationality, but I spent the good majority of my life at the Townsend International School in the Czech Republic, where I also met Ilker and Townsend <laughs> Pretty much. Um, we also had the opportunity to be roommates, uh, which was pretty fun. Went through some rough and some very good times together. It was very cool. Um, currently, I live in Utrecht in the Netherlands, uh, and I'm studying uh, literary studies at the university there has also been interesting. I'm almost done with my first semester. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Learning a lot of new things. And uh, yeah, okay. Favorite ice cream flavor. <laughs> um, it's, it's tricky to answer that. I've been vegan for the past three years. Um, and I haven't found a vegan version of my favorite ice cream flavor yet, which is uh, chocolate chip mint. But of the ice cream that I've had as of my transition, like, um, the Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey does nothing wrong. Like, that one's really good. Uh, and I also, uh, last month, I was out with a friend in this very hipstery neighborhood um, somewhere in the Netherlands, and I tried a cucumber ice cream, which was very interesting as well. Um, I didn't, uh, cucumber ice cream sounds really intriguing. It's very refreshing. It's not sweet. It's, like, kind of watery. Is it, it's is very it a cucumber water? Yeah, a little like, bit, but frozen. Like, okay, okay. And like okay. just a, there's a tiny bit of sugar in it, but like just like enough just, to give it a bit of flavor. But it's not sweet. It feels very healthy to I'm eat. I'm definitely is, gonna try it when I'm over. Yeah, at your place. And that 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 was that's it. I did. Okay. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it uh, awesome. from my side, introduction wise. Cool. Um, it's funny because we recorded the first time and you did exactly the same thing. Except I think you added the cucumber. I added one, the cucumber, thing. which I yeah. which the, uh, I find really nice. It's a nice touch. Nobody will know. It's gonna be hard because we have had an episode already. And we have thrown up all our knowledge, our half knowledge, on certain things. But you know, because 
we like to, you know, want, we want to get this out there. Um, we are just recording it again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what brings me to the topic we were talking about, you know, bringing things out there. Yeah. Like, like whether it's putting yourself out there or whether it's creating something and putting it out there. Like, you are also an artist. Let's not hide that. I, th- I think you are an artist. Um, I'd like to consider myself one. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I, uh, I'm i allowed to call myself one yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's different levels. But I'm also an aspiring filmmaker. And I think we have a lot in common on, like, you know, creative process or, like, thinking about how we can, like, bring something we 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 care about and we we nurture and then put it out there and 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 then actually you know react to certain feedback and it was in a positive way but also like not holding us self, ourselves back from actually uh, creating something so right. uh, yeah. you how 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 does your creative process work or like how do you I mean, what do you create? And uh, first of all, what, what what are you creating actually? What am I creating? Um, I guess uh, mostly music. Um, I play the guitar and I sing, and I've written a couple songs. Uh, and I want to write a lot more, but um, I find it very challenging sometimes to to write things that I'm happy with. It's uh, sort of the curse of being lazy and a perfectionist at the same time. <laughs> um, Amen. It's very easy to give up before you even start sometimes. Um, But I think when I really get into the flow, it's usually when I'm in a very uh, emotional moment, I guess, when Mm -hmm. like there's an emotion that I just realize I have the inspiration to capture in words, you know, or if it's not song lyrics, then maybe it's poetry. Like I Mm -hmm. like to write poetry as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But... uh, yeah, it's still a very challenging uh, part of it for me to get it out there, partially because um, I don't have all of the uh, know-how yet on how to record myself doing things. Uh, but I have been I have been in the studio, a home studio yeah, I saw with a on friend your of mine. Instagram actually yeah. recording something. Um, and we're working on this song. Um, it's just been uh, hard coordinating time mm-hmm. in the studio because we have very different schedules mm-hmm. um, with university and uh, serving full time, which is mm-hmm. what my friend is doing at the moment, mm-hmm. which is also wonderful. Yeah. So we'll just see how that goes. I, I, th- I find a lot of parallels, actually, me writing a script and then you writing songs. I feel like you're right. Like sometimes you don't even get started and you already give up because like you kind of think, oh, it's not going to be good enough for people or it's not going to resonate with enough people it's right. not going to actually give people what i want them to have and and i have the same thing when i start writing a script where i feel like okay this feels really frivolous or like, like it doesn't have enough purpose it doesn't actually teach anything but on the other hand sometimes i feel also like you know sometimes it's almost like also entertaining people too it's it, in a certain level. Right, yeah. Like I read this um, interesting quote by Stan Lee um, where he says, um, you know, when I started doing comics or like drawing comics and making comics, a lot of people around me were becoming architects and doctors. But I was still happy with what I was doing because I was giving people a piece of, well, let's say escape to read and to like, you know, and, and kind of give them that everyday kind of freedom to to read a story where they can like be a superhero or something and then 
kind of he saw himself because of that like as an entertainer he's like he helps people on the daily basis as well as a doctor does when when, when a person is sick so i i, I was th I, i read that and i was like it's actually also a nice way of looking at things when you're an artist you yeah, also definitely. give certain you know like openings for some people to just you know listen in to something or like to just listen to someone else's uh, thing uh yeah i think i feelings. think it's it's a battle sometimes with yourself right like is this really art that i'm making for others or is this art that i'm making for myself you know am mm -hmm. i the center of it is it the focus am i like i'm doing this for attention because i want to be you know recognized for what i do or am i doing it because i really need to get this out of my system and because i want um to make something and then maybe people will relate to it you know yeah. And I think it's it's a very hard uh, dilemma nowadays for artists as well because if you are a passion a passionate artist, you know, um, in order to make a living, you almost have to be in the public sphere if you want to create mm -hmm. your own projects, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be a background video editor for somebody else, mm -hmm. or you can be like a studio musician for like a studio rather than play in a famous band, you know, mm -hmm. or like. Mm -hmm that sort of thing, but yeah. it becomes quite difficult to really create your own art um, within the system that we live in nowadays without mm. uh, you know, promoting yourself yeah. on social media to a certain extent, which can be a very, um, or it can come across as a very egotistical thing. But mm -hmm. um, if you want to make your living off of it, it seems nowadays like there is no other way, you know? And uh, walking that line sometimes feels a little bit, I mean, it's a challenge, basically. It's mm -hmm. uh, You always have to also yeah. like reflect on how you act and how you do things, how you represent yourself exactly. to the public. Um, and also, I, I was also listening to this podcast where they kind of thought, talked about when, like, when do I know that my content is important or is, is good to share? And then he was like kind of mentioning that, you know, when you think that whatever you have and you can share helps others or like it will kind of benefit them in a certain way, then that's kind of gives it an okay to actually share it. Now that can also like, you know, go in different ways. But when I think about it, like whatever I have to share is usually like thoughts or ideas or like mostly thoughts though, like that are in my mind that I put out in, in on, on my, you know, Instagram or that I talk about in this podcast, or that I write down in the script, so that it's somewhere rather than in my head, so it's kind of out there. And then I'll, I look at how people react to it sometimes, and sometimes I do get feedback, sometimes I don't, which is okay either way. But I, I still like, it's, it's always, because I think um, finding a medium to actually express yourself, that's really, really important. Right, Especially yeah. around this time, where a lot of things become really, um, how do you say that, like, discombobulated <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. a lot of things in your life just become all of a sudden not straight or not, not right and then mm. uh, i feel like music and listening to different podcasts or um, actually being being creatively active helps me to put certain things into order and then and then, and then i learn a lot from it too right yeah no i agree it can be it can be very um realigning to make mm -hmm, art mm -hmm. you know um of course i mean uh there's also the faith aspect which plays into mm -hmm. it you know like quite often for me like the question comes up like when i'm writing a piece of music 
uh, or song lyrics where um, all of a sudden I realized like this doesn't reflect my uh, my values actually you know mm-hmm. like I'm writing a song but yeah. I'm being influenced by you know other artists that I might listen to or other artists that I listen to maybe not even by choice just because they play on the radio so much and I realized like hey this isn't actually the type of music I want to be making you know I want to make something that you know, isn't necessarily directly linked to um, the faith, you know, mm-hmm, not like mm-hmm. intoning quotes or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But at least that it's uh, a reflection of the values in some way, shape or form, you know, mm-hmm. or that at least it doesn't go against that, mm-hmm. which I find can also be a struggle yeah. sometimes. With the faith, you mean the Baha'i faith? The Baha'i right? faith, okay, yes, cool. yes. Yeah, no, just making sure. Um, no, I, I think that's that that's very true. Um, but at the same time, I have also a struggle um, like to avoid paralyzation, you know, because I also at the same time don't want to. But that's not only with the values that I might not find in my work, but it's also with the um, approval of people that watch it. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be paralyzed by whatever people have to say either. Like, mm. I, in the end, I put something out there that I created. And once it's out there, it, it, it's up to the public to just make their own interpretation of it. And whether it's like a positive or negative one, it's not so much in my hands. I mean, you can influence certain ways, but that's I try not to do that a lot. I don't want to manipulate emotions or other things. I just really want to give them a story and then they can say, oh, I relate to that. Or, oh, right. I'm not the only one who's going through this, you know. Mm. I mean, even in this podcast, we talked a lot about different things and i've heard people relate to it or like oh yeah that's so genuine like actually you know i have that same <laughs> thing and it's yeah. cool because then you see that you and then this is really rare because sometimes we don't think that other people have the same problems but honestly even the biggest famous person they have their own problems too some of them we can relate to too because of course, they're also just yeah. humans right so we all have our you know share like we have our own loads on mm. our shoulders and yeah. and every day we kind of we kind of think and it's always kind of cool when i see oh that person struggles with this too that's awesome and uh relating in that way is, is pretty cool like when i watch a movie i'm like yeah i can relate to this because i lived that too like la la land yeah when, when la, la land is like <laughs> la la land is like the movie that i i went to watch it three times in the theater that's probably the only movie wow. that i watched three times in the theater like there was no other yeah, movie that I watched three enough. times and the first time i watched it alone and it was you know i was going through a breakup and then watching la land right after <laughs> that <laughs> i don't know if it was good or bad it did motivate me to sing more and to dance more and to nice. like, kind of take things a little more lightly yeah because even though it was very well you know tragic in some sense it had still like light at the end of the tunnel so things yeah. do get all like will get well or better over time and 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 uh, but i could also relate to certain scenes like for example when he got stood up at the theater before yep. the movie yeah yeah yep. just i had the same thing i was stood up in front of the theater but she didn't show up <laughs> ever okay. like yeah. I, I went back home okay. and then there was it like you know like in the movie she shows up and stuff like that but like it, i could say like man that's exactly that's how i feel and a, lo- a lot of my friends because i told them how i got stood up mm. people were like oh when they saw Lala, they were like, oh, my God, that's that's Ilker. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. Ilker waiting for it's the girl in the theater. Yeah. So, like, it's really crazy how movies can actually, like, connect people in so right. many different aspects. And, I mean, of course, music, thinking about mm. 
different songs i think i can relate to a lot of uh, yeah. music that i listen to i mean i think that's that's the beauty of art and why we as humans find art so beautiful you know like sure not everyone resonates with the same thing but there's something about art that touches our soul you know like if it's in visual arts film photography mm -hmm. uh paintings mm -hmm. um graphic design, animation, yeah. you know, there's so many different elements nowadays, or if it's music, uh, instrumental or lyrical, um, or if it's, uh, you know, dancing or theater, mm -hmm. or those sorts of things, right? And each aspect of art resonates with a different person differently. But what makes art so special, and I think also why we are both um, so interested in the arts and Uh, passionate about the arts is because we've been touched by art in our lives mm -hmm. and to the extent where we're like this is it this yeah. is what we want to give back yeah. you know to the world this is what um, yeah. you kind yeah. of find purpose in it too yeah. like I, I, yeah. I cannot imagine like, I've not done a lot of other things but I just cannot imagine myself doing other things more than you know serving humanity but also creating something yeah. to share with people but like Uh, now that you mentioned, you know, what was the like first tipping point where like that told you like, yo, music is my thing? Because I remember when we were in Townsend, you didn't play guitar in my first year at least. I think I saw you starting picking up the guitar when we were roommates actually, and that was my second mm. year. So, yeah, I, I got my first guitar when I was 16 and I played the piano before that. I had piano mm -hmm. lessons when I was okay. younger, but it was never much of a. It's like, it was cool. And I'm sure I gained a lot from it, but I never really saw myself as a musician. You know, I was just like, okay, I take piano lessons because um, basically my parents said, this is cool. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. But I was kind of lazy, especially with mm -hmm, the piano. Like mm -hmm. I didn't practice a lot and mm -hmm. uh, my teacher kind of always chastised me for it. It's <laughs> like, you practice more, you know? And now, like, I'm like, Was wow, it the music I... teacher of Townsend? No, no, it oh, wasn't, actually. Okay, it was okay. uh, before I went back to Townsend oh, in high okay. school. Okay. Um, but thinking back now, I'm like, man, like, if I had actually practiced, I'd be a piano prodigy now, you know? But it's uh, it's okay, you know? <laughs> like, I, I switched instruments to guitar, and I'd say my main um, instrument now is my voice. Like, singing is probably the thing I'm the best at because I've had the most Uh, formal training with my voice now um but uh i think the turning the turning point was uh, for the longest time i was into acting and acting was like what i wanted to do um which is also arts of course mm -hmm. uh just a different um medium medium yeah um and then i think it was sort of i was 14 or like 14 turning 15 something like that and i had uh discovered eminem And I discovered hip hop and rap. Yeah, man, yeah, that's and true, um, yeah. that was when I was like, oh, wow. Like, you especially, this, especially like, yeah, rap, yeah. even though like I sing and most of the music I write is singer songwriter style, mm -hmm. kind of influenced by James Bay and Ed Sheeran artists like that. Um, and also like indie rock bands or indie folk bands like uh, Fleet Foxes, for example, mm -hmm. or um, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to think, it doesn't matter. I can name There's like a hundred different of, bands, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that's sort of the music I've been making. But for some reason, like the the art form or the the lyrical form of rap, has always been um, the music that has kind of resonated the most with me. Mm -hmm. Especially when the lyrics meant something. Like Eminem's mm -hmm. early albums, for example, were very 
personal and, and very raw yeah. and yeah. deep. And also like uh, artists like J. Cole, for example, mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. who's a modern or Kendrick Lamar, who mm-hmm. have very technical raps, you know, mm-hmm. um, have always been fascinating to me. And sort of the more poetic, flowy, condensed, more words that aren't as melodic, maybe. There's something about that that just kind of struck me. And I remember when I started listening to rap, I was like, hey, I could see myself, you know, on stage, Mm -hmm. you know, doing music as well, you know. And then I started wanting to get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think like I was like, yeah, I could do music. And it was kind of a could do. And I started like picking up the guitar casually and like learn to sing casually and um that sort of thing, but it never click clicked mm-hmm. uh, until maybe about a year ago, mm-hmm. even, okay. you know, like I was, I was telling people I want to be an artist of some sort. It was like mm-hmm. saying like in five years, I'll have albums out and it's just like very, but at the same time, it's I was really, goals that you, yeah. and then you realize, oh, wait a minute. But it was more, it was more of, it was less goals and more just dreams, you oh, okay, know, okay, okay. because the thing is, it's like this very um, dichotomized way of thinking. You're like, yeah, I'm going to drop out of school and become a rock star. But then at the same time, you're not practicing really. Yeah. You're not writing any music. It's you don't have anything released. You're just like, talk rather than actual yeah, it's, deeds. it's yeah. words, not deeds, yeah, basically, which yeah. is not what you should be doing. Yeah. And then like, at some point I was just like, wait a minute, like, first of all, be realistic. Like if you're not putting anything out, you're not going to ever make it like, Mm -hmm. you know, especially not in like five years now. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, at this point, like I need to set myself small goals, Mm -hmm. say, okay, I want to have three songs written by then. And I want Mm -hmm. to have them recorded by then. And Mm -hmm. I want to have an EP out by the end of the year, for example, you know, something like that. Baby Um, steps. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the thing that like, especially for people who are, kind of chaotic in organization and a little bit uh, lazy at times. And or spontaneous. Very, or, you know? I, I mean, spontaneous <laughs> yeah. as well. That plays into it as well. But um, I think like the only cure for these problems is actual planning, which mm-hmm. is like also a word that I'm kind of allergic to. But I realized if I don't do it, like I'm never going to get anything done that I want to get done. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm super passionate about yeah. it, like if I don't plan it, like... Yeah. In the end, it's 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 the yeah like we say in German the A and O <laughs> of everything. Yeah, I don't even know where it comes from, but it's Alpha the same. Alpha and Omega, <laughs> the beginning oh, and then the end. Look at yeah. you, man! You know more German than that. <laughs> but it's in English as well. Like the oh. Alpha and the Omega has been it's oh, okay. biblical. Oh, even, like, okay. Um, well. Look, I learned something new. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. No, I, it's very funny. Um, I was going to... Because when you said, like, I dropped piano and if I had actually continued, I would be such a prodigy. I have the same thoughts uh, because of tennis. <laughs> 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 like, honestly, if I continued playing tennis uh, after I was 15, because I played it for seven years and I was pretty good. My coach even told me, like, my... Uh, he was like, yo, it's now it's a choice between hobby or it being, like, an mm. actual profession. And for profession, you have to practice more. And I was kind of lazy, man, mm. like crazy lazy. <laughs> so I stopped and then I went to Townsend anyway. So it just went right. away anyway. Yeah. So like I was like, I every time I see people play tennis, like like even the uh, Australian Open, the US Open, the French Open, the Wimbledon, I've been like, man, honestly, if I had continued, I would be probably there right now. Honestly. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because, oh, yeah, no, I think I was such a hot shot when I was playing tennis. No, but like I, with tennis, I was now that I think about it, I, I was pretty sure like I would have probably been really good at it, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because, um, 
I also started off acting, actually thinking of acting being like one thing I wanted to do because I loved watching movies and I loved reacting characters from movies like Jack Sparrow or like or like or like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings yeah. or Legolas and and all these other different characters that I you know for me became icon icons almost mm-hmm. because for me it was not the actor that was the icon it was the character they were playing right and then after I grew and I got more mature I realized oh that's the actor who's actually representing these characters and does the work to mm-hmm. get them done that's when I started kind of looking at the the, the arts of an actor um and 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 then when i watched lord of the rings i think lord of the rings was the tipping point for me with movies because i watched more the behind the scenes than i watched the movie and (laughs) watching behind scenes is so inspiring to see how much struggle they have and how much they have to go through to get a great movie like the lord of the rings done you know and 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 then i realized you know just acting a character is cool but it's not enough i want to create worlds where people can go into like lord of the rings it's like three hours of me just honestly you know just like fleeing reality you know yeah. just just going into the world of gerard tolkien the way that peter jackson has, has imagined it in his movies or in star wars even when or like in any other movie i love i don't watch movies to entertain myself it's literally i watch a movie to either learn or dive into a world uh, whether it's fictive or real uh, but like actually just live in that part of the movie you know so that's how right, i am like yeah. really deep into that stuff and and i want to do that too i want to also like you know captivate people mm. watching stuff and and then i realized i have so many stories that i can tell and i come up with different like you know i daydream a lot so yeah that comes in very handy when you think about ideas mm. you know and then i just write them down and then at some point i'm writing a script about it or or another way and it's a little bit therapeutic as well where like whatever is in your head, you write it down and just is out there mm. and not in your head anymore. So it really helps to, to think in, in, in that way where, where your art even becomes like almost like a, like a healing method for certain yeah. things in your life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, with music, for example, I mean, I, 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 I've gone through different genres and now I'm like open all around, like, mm. because I started off, Eminem rap. That was me. My first selection of music was Eminem. Um, in fact, when I was nine, I actually, <laughs> it's very funny because <laughs> I dyed my hair blonde. Like the kid from, from, from Stan, from the music video. Yeah. The, the yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. When he takes off his hoodie, that was me, man. <laughs> so I went into school with hoodie and I took it off. And everyone saw my blonde hair and like, Oh my God. And I was like, and it's like, uh, my name is Stan friend. <laughs> and I didn't uh. understand anything. Of the of the lyrics is my uh, I was what third grade yeah you know my English was just oh that's a house mm. oh okay and that's go okay okay yeah but um but I still felt the emotion and um the the, the real like deep meaning of certain songs mm. um like Mockingbird or When I'm yeah. Gone or yeah, yeah. or um what is it called Toy so- Soldier to- um, yeah. Toy Soldiers yeah. um I think it was Small Small Soldier. Toy Soldier. Toy Soldier. Yeah. Soldier was pretty good. And then, of course, uh, after 8 Mile came out, that was like, I was like, I, that's Eminem. I have to watch it. And it's a great mm. movie, actually. Yeah, like, it looking is, at it's, it's a, really a very, movie. very good movie for him not being an actor. And then yeah. Lose Ourself came. And that's actually, you you fell in love with this guy right away. Yeah. And, 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 and that song is really like a tipping point of, I think, his mastery, in my opinion, mm. where, where he really got me as like thinking, you know, um, you've got one shot, one opportunity. Would you capture it? Would you let it slip? Like, that's just basically p- putting all into points, mm. like, yeah. like for him and for you in your life. And then after that, it became a little bit more rocky. 
yeah. like uh, into Lincoln Park and then other things, and then into more EDM. And mm. now it's all round, um, going to classical, to orchestral, to soundtracks, but also rap and uh, EDM and uh, mm. rock, um, even like grungy and screamo still. Like I go all around because I think every aspect of music can actually enrich me more right, yeah. on my way of storytelling. Like you were sharing Ren today, for example. Yeah. Uh, songs that I have not heard of him yet. And I really liked Ren. But the way he, for example, the songs you showed me, they were like stories or like right. Hobo Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And these are things where like, oh man, like you can do that. So like I think about it, how I can apply that idea mm. maybe in a movie setting or like, I don't know, whenever I listen to a song, I kind of sometimes close my eyes and I see music video right away mm. and envision it right away. Like it feels like a vision, like Raven, like that's Raven. <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. But yeah. like uh, in a more... Well, realistic way where yeah. it's like it's just in your head, and then you have to rework for it and go for it, and like just you know when you have an idea, and you're really true to yourself about this idea, then just go for it and mm. do it. That that's like how right. I want. And yeah. but then the whole like hard work comes into play. You know, it's like sometimes I wish I could connect my head onto a screen, and then people can just see what I yeah. think. You know, and then that's <laughs> that it. So that's easy. exactly. But um. I, th I also like the creative process of things mm. like working with a group of people for something bigger, right. like yeah. as a crew for a movie or with a band for a song or even small, smaller things than that. Like uh, even organizing an event with friends together mm. to get other people together. I don't know, like these things, I find a lot of joy in those and best memories of my life i can think of is always organizing something together with people or creating something with people together like even this podcast yeah. or or even short movies i've done or scripts i've just written with friends next to me and things like that so yeah right i think i think like um that resonates with a lot of creatives you know i think sometimes people underestimate the value of collaboration yeah you know a lot of um and even for me like in the past i was very set on like oh Uh, I want this music to be my music, you know, I want to have written this all by myself, you know, and like very stubborn, fixated on like, but um, I've come to realize that, you know, not, no project is done by one person, you know, yeah. like even the music you write yourself, like you were influenced by other people, you were influenced by the people who mm -hmm. traumatized you emotionally, you know, like, <laughs> right, like they helped write that song, you know, they, they broke up with you or they, uh, or they abused you. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I mean, the, there's songs, I mean, there are abusing. songs about that. Like I can't relate to that, that I had a very nice, uh, childhood and upbringing yeah, for the most me part too, you know yeah. like i cannot heartbreak i can relate to i can't show more. empathy but i cannot really like say oh yeah. i know what she's talking about yeah here. or yeah, right. you know yeah. those sorts of things right um so even then when you're writing the song by yourself like there's still like a lot of other people who influence and also the yeah. artists who you listen to yeah. right so in the end you're never alone so you may as well ask a friend of yours who might be a little bit better at writing mm -hmm. or a little bit better at playing an instrument or a little yeah. bit better at um using a camera or whatever to help out you know yeah. and there is no harm in that and i think uh it's something that a lot of people in general in society are very afraid to do nowadays is just ask for help that's so know? true man like i remember when i was younger i had always a hard time asking for <laughs> asking for help like because the notion of asking for help sounds like you're not good enough or even stupid to do something. 
But actually asking for help is, first of all, brave because you admit to yourself that you, you can't do this on your own. And that's knowing yourself that way is, is a huge step. Actually being able to, to say, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I know my, myself well enough. I need some help. Like doing that is pretty It's a huge step for a lot of people, especially coming from school and right. always being like, you know, cate categorized as like A students and F students and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned to ask for help later on in my life, like in, uh, in Townsend, actually, when I struggled with chemistry and with the language, because I had never mm. studied in English before. So I had to like, like pick up a lot of work in one year. I had to do like two years because I was a little two and level one and level two is like kind of like a two year um, curriculum. Right. Yeah. So I had to like also catch up on level one stuff. So I had to ask for help. And that's when I learned asking for help. And that's when I started admitting to myself that sometimes you're not good and like you, you can't do this good, but you know someone that can do this good who can help you and right. even teach you. And then you learn because yeah. you can learn everything, man. There's nothing in this world you can't learn. Right. You might be good with you might be better with certain things and not so good with other things, but you can still understand and learn from right. other people for sure. And uh, and I think uh, that's why also like the, the arts so much because it requires you because there will always yeah. be someone that draws better than you. It will always be someone that plays better guitar than you. Yeah, like But a five year old Chinese kid. Exactly. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. Right. <laughs> Level yeah. Asian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's so frustrating. No, those ones. I when I started playing guitar, I watched those. I was like, okay, one day. <laughs> to this right. day, I'm not. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but 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 it, but again, like sometimes you're better with certain things, mm. and other people are better than you with certain other things. And I think that's cool, like, because because that's how we can learn from each other. And and art is basically that. Like as an artist, I think that's the thing you learn first, and that's at the same time the thing you start improving the most. Actually, asking for help, knowing that you need right. help. Or finding it yourself on the internet nowadays, which is also yeah, super easy. True. Like there's so yeah. many good YouTube tutorials, yeah. like on how to record yourself, how to produce, how to mix, how to master. Yeah. Now like related to music, but also how to edit videos, yeah. how to edit photos, you know, yeah. everything's on the internet and a lot of it for free. Yeah. And then you also have these websites like Masterclass and Skillshare if you yeah. want to learn from like someone who's actually professional. Who, if they want to sponsor us, I mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shout out. Um, shout out, to, you know, something like a nice kidding joker. Yeah, but... Um, I think uh, touching on that as well, you know, sometimes I realize like there's still aspects of my life where I still kind of want to lone wolf it because I've mean, always been like, yeah. you know, like you have that sort of um, attitude where you're mm. like, oh, I am a strong individual, independent person yeah. and um, I can do this on my own. And like, sure, maybe you can, but like, do you need to, you know? Yeah. And I think... Sometimes for me, like realizing now, like just talking about it as well, I've just realized sort of in uni, like some of the assignments that I've handed in, if I had bounced them, uh, tongue, tongue twister, uh, if I had bounced them off some of my classmates before handing them in, yeah. like I could have maybe gotten a point or two extra, yeah. you know, yeah. which, you know, like doesn't necessarily need to happen, but like, yeah. why not? You know, like why, why hesitate to do that? Yeah. Um, I think I think you 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 brought up a really good point. Like, because um, uh, when you were sharing the um, thoughts on you know asking for help, like, and with the internet, I enjoyed more working with people that can help me. But lone wolfing it is also one way of 
doing it. Like at some point we do have to cert we do have to go through certain things alone as well in life. Right. You won't have you will have support all the time or you know, mostly most of your life you'll have support, but like there will be moments where you have to just go alone and that's mm. also cool and that's <clears> fine and, and you'll make your experience and maybe then you will realize, oh you know what, I should have actually asked for help. Right. And then for the next project you will be like, okay, I know what I can do, what I can't do. And for this, this, and this, I need help for that and that and that. Yeah. I can actually try going on my own. And then and that's like a whole balancing thing, like, you know, mm. um, equilibrium of, of yourself and other people. Like, for example, for me, um, when, when, whenever I think uh, of, of, of uh, the most enjoyable projects, I think I've mentioned that actually I'm repeating myself, but like with other people always having help right. and yeah. doing things, yeah, I always yeah, yeah. had more, more joy with that. And I learned way more than if I had done it alone. And that's, I think, yeah. for an artist, everyone wants to have that collaborative right. group. Not necessarily that you do things with everyone, but that you have at least like a chat group or something yeah. where you can bounce, bounce ideas off. off. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And I have someone saying, yo, bro, just write this down, send me whatever you have, and I'll listen to it or something. Or right. like, oh, let's do this together. Let's record this together. Or like, oh, yeah, let's, let's hang out and try to yeah. think more about this. And it's almost like going to the gym. Because alone, going to the gym, you're just motivated for the time being. But then discipline kicks in when that's right. when you stop going to the gym. But if you have some other person, you always feel like obligated to go, which is, yeah. then turns out to be like a kind of a habit in the end. Because, mm. oh, that person is going and I'll, I'll go with... And then the other person thinks the same way and then yeah. you're going and then it's just, and I've, it just I've noticed out. I've noticed the same thing with studying, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. it's very I've noticed like I don't study when I'm at home alone. Like I just fall into the procrastination hole of Netflix and YouTube and um, whatever else exists online, Reddit, you know, gaming, gaming. <laughs> yeah. And then if I if I set up like a time, say, with one of my friends who might not even be studying the same thing that I study, hey, let's meet at the library to study at three Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we just go there, you know, we made up to go there and we both study our own thing, mm -hmm. but we still said like, Hey, we're going to meet, you know? Yeah. And those are the only times I've actually effectively started studying. Yeah, that's you know? true. And there were times where I was able to force myself to go to the library alone and study there, mm -hmm. which also worked out, but just making that commitment to someone else yeah, really, really helps. Yeah. And I think also like with, with the arts, you know, if you say, Hey, let's get this project done by then you'll find a lot more ways to make it happen. than if you just, you know, say to yourself, Hey, I want to get this song done. Mm -hmm, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll make it sometime, yeah. you know, and you just sort of push it. Yeah. One thing that was in my mind and was in the tip of my tongue is uh, when, when you were talking about inspirations and influences and everyone mm. is influenced by everything around them. And, you know, right. man, man is organic with the, with, with their surroundings, yeah, the yeah. environments and everything. And uh, and I think even I have inspirations of things that I maybe even don't like as much as other things. And there was this, um, an artist once. Uh, I I'll just mention the name because because he did talk about it. Uh, Justin Timberlake was like mm. saying how people like his music, but one thing he's afraid of that people will think that he was the first one to do this, and will forget who actually inspired him to do his music. Right. Which was Michael Jackson. Yeah. And, and that's something that I really think about because even movies, you know, we have all these greats, you know, Charles Chaplin, Buster Keaton, mm. and then, you know, Jackie Chan is, is basically like the evolution of them, you know, with right. his stunts, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. also um, all the other movies that came afterwards. And uh, even nowadays, the, the new movies that try new things with old uh, ideas kind of, I think, I wonder how it is going to look like in the future when, when we like are a little bit more established into the, into that right. industry 
how people will see our stuff, you know, like or anyone else's stuff that is working creatively right now. Like, yeah. I know we shouldn't be, you know, restricting ourselves in that way, but um, I think it's it's really interesting because, like, if like Justin really says that, and I wonder, like, oh, I'm probably I'm hundred percent gonna let my kids listen to Michael Jackson for sure because if right. it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have listened to Michael Jackson either. Yeah, you know, and then. Um, I also want my kids to to grow up in a certain cultural um, distance and time where they can listen to things from the 80s and 90s and 70s yeah. and 30s and tw 20s and also to the whatever 2020s or 2030s, you know. And and I think that's um, something, I don't know, like, um, I mean, with time, everything changes anyway. Like mm. looking at today's uh, millennials, well, that's not, let's say today's generation. Millennials sounds really... Um, Yeah. kind of labeling but like people that are born like late uh, in mid 2000s like yeah uh, up until then yeah so like they they grew up in a different way than we both did yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 certain things become like attention span but also things they see become really um what do you call it? like fast pass Fast paced. Fa yeah. Fast paced. Yeah. So like they see one thing and then it's in and it's trending and then the next day is gone. Yeah. I never had that like uh, where things became like this and I left really quickly. Mm. Like uh, when Yu-Gi-Oh came out, like that was the thing and it, it held on for a long time where yeah. it was like huge. Now one thing comes out, the next thing comes out. And, you know, fidget spinners was so 2017 and 2018 is whatever, you know, bottle spinning or like, oh, Rubik's Cube, you know, was 2015. The dab. The dab. The T-pose. The T-pose. Like all of these things become so fast paced yeah. that I wonder, and that's why we have always like new, um, also like charts quickly. Like everyone yeah. puts out a song that's two minutes long and it's a number one for a week. Or so nothing It was is super surprising, you know, that um, Old Town Road was the top of the charts for 13 weeks. Actually, in the climate yeah, that right? we live you, in now, you, you would, know, you would not actually expect that, right? Yeah, that's true. But it's because it's also a really short song, and each part of the song is catchy in itself. That's you know, true, yeah. and that's like that's sort of the interesting thing about music nowadays. Like there are certain recipes that you can follow mm -hmm. to just make it automatically. You know, like where you, you have this industrial scale production, mm -hmm. um, like where you're just like, okay, this is what works. You mm -hmm. can do this over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Make the song two minutes. Mm -hmm. It's easier to stream on Spotify over and over again. Yeah. You know, which is like industry thing, right? Like yeah. it's industry thinking rather than like art thinking. Yeah. Which is in one way an art in itself. Yeah. But it's also kind of sad in a lot of it ways. It might be also for, new art. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? It's a new like form, back right? Back in the day, they yeah. probably thought Michael Jackson's not going to work and look at him now, you know? Like that's yeah. the same thing with Van Gogh. Like with, with his pictures, like his paintings sorry not pictures with his paintings they were not well looked at in the time yeah it was all later on like 30 i mean so years many 50, artists you know yeah. are so ahead of their time yeah. you know and like yeah. nowadays they're celebrated but in their own lifetimes they just didn't get to experience the exactly. the renown that yeah. they actually have nowadays yeah, you know which exactly. is quite sad yeah but also you know wonderful that they did end up getting the recognition they actually deserved yeah you know and that and that's why, why i think as an artist it's also important to just be present in the now here now like, yeah like not doing it for the fame in your mm. lifetime or after your lifetime but just do it and you know it will find its audience at some yeah. point and it, people will listen to it. I mean, I've gone to film school and I've 
heard of movies I've not watched in my life. Right. And I found a lot of enjoyment in it and some others I didn't enjoy at all. Mm. And that's okay. That's it's a really, really subjective matter anyway, especially with art. Of course, art. yeah. But I, I think it's it's really uh, important to just still know about it, to, to, to learn about it. Yeah. To let it also kind of influence the way you do certain things, even if you don't mm. like it, and just grow with it too. You know, like kind of um, that way. Yeah. Like, if my kids are not open to arts in that way and they don't have to be artists, they can be anything else, but they have to be open to other things. They have to try things out. I want them to try everything they can before yeah. they set their mind to do something, you know, um, which, you know, we such like, cause I didn't do that much myself, but, mm. but uh, I, I would lie if I said I didn't try other things. I did try other things, but I could only find my resonation, reson, resonation is a, Right, I resonated mm. with only making yeah. films, basically, you know. Yeah. So like, um, and 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 it, that feeling that I get when I'm on a film set, whether it's low budget or in a big one, I always feel like so zen <laughs> and meditative, man. Like it's, it, I don't feel time. I don't. I only drink water. I don't even. I don't feel hungry at all. Or anything. Yeah. Like it's just. It's just a. It's just a process where it's like meditating. It's like praying almost. Yeah. And and I, I really like that that atmosphere a lot mm. and that's with anything if i pick up my guitar and play something that's like this 15 minutes all of a sudden become an hour yeah because i pick up i'm not, i want to learn this chord i want to learn how to play this song so i go on youtube i try to look and then it becomes like two hours right it's just of course sad that you if, if i were paid for these two hours it would be so cool like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but like you don't get paid for these uh, whatever but on the other hand it does help me so much with a lot of other things in my life yeah and i think I mean, people have to just know that when when they have something like that, I mean, paying, like being paid is one thing and it's important in this world. I don't want to deny that money is not important like it is mm. and uh, we need it to survive. But on the other hand, it shouldn't also restrict what you want to do as well. Yeah. Like, like I think there's many ways on doing what you like to do and being paid with, for it or you can just work next to it and do it on the side as well. I mean, on, uh, in the end, most of us, we don't have to feed families either. Like, we don't have to do that yet. yet. I want to yeah. do it too. I want to <laughs> yeah. also have a family. But like, I also think at this moment where I don't have one, I can try a little bit more and go around. Yeah, but, for sure. I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's just something that, you know, you can talk about for so long. You know, yeah. it's so, there's so many aspects to the arts and like mm. why they resonate, what... Um, what they mean to like us as individuals, what mm -hmm. they mean to society, yeah. how society perceives art. Yeah. Um, and something, something interesting, like, um, that we touched on a little bit before, you know, the, the concept of like influence, mm -hmm. right? Like, which is really interesting because nowadays every song that we hear on the radio, you know, or like that we listen to, you can go back and see that was influenced by that. And then that was influenced by that. And mm -hmm. then that was influenced mm -hmm. by, you know, mm -hmm. there is no, where does it start? Where does it yeah. stop? You yeah. know? And when you look at it that way, you kind of realize like low key originality kind of is dead. You know, yeah. you might not remember mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. it was who influenced, That's... um, you know, some, some artists, yeah. uh, or you might not know them anymore. There's like a hundred thousand artists from the 50s 60s 70s that are sampled in today's hip-hop 
that nobody knows the name of. Yeah. But it's not like it's a sample still, you know, yeah. it's a royalty free sample that's like yeah. become so obscure. But then the people that sample them yeah. do actually like the music that they sample, right? They know yeah. these artists because they grew up with their dads listening to them. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to make something out yeah. of this that's new. Yeah. Um, which is so cool, you know? Yeah. Like, and being able to take something old and make something new out of it is such yeah. a cool concept, right? Yeah. And it's just how do you do that in a way that... Um, doesn't feel like doesn't feel like you're blatantly like, ripping somebody yeah, else off exactly, or like yeah. stealing somebody yeah. else's song yeah. right and it's another perfect example of that is the four chord progression right yeah. there's every single pop song nowadays yeah. can be played over basically four chords played in three to four different progressions yeah. almost right yeah, yeah. and That's true the Weezers Still, made it clear, no? Was yeah. it the Weezers who made that video where they like the four chord progression and it's, played every um, single hit song? Was it? No, it wasn't. Really no, it's uh, Flight of the Concords, I think. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, Weezers. Axis of Awesome. Axis of Axis, Awesome. Axis exactly. of Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But like, and that, that whole thing, right? It's like, but still, when we listen to these songs, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same four chords, maybe pitched up, pitched down a little bit, but yeah. they still all sound like such different songs. Yeah. Maybe not all. Some of them sound very similar, but they still yeah. sound different enough for them to not like immediately be connected unless yeah. you have like a musician's ear and you can be like, oh, wow, that's like. It's so cool that you say that because Alfred Hitchcock, one of the great like movie makers and directors, he actually says that you can't you don't have to invent the wheel new again. Like, yeah. Every idea you think of has been thought of and has been done a million mm. times. You have seen it. You have not seen it, but people have done it. Most important thing is just to interpret it in your own way, like actually put, right. envision it in your way, the way you would do it. And and that's why I think there's a lot of great cover versions of certain original songs where some people mm. say like that cover version is better than the original. Right. And and and, and, and uh, you got to give credits to people that do covers because they some of them do think about a lot of things like Walk yeah. of the Earth, for example, how they make their covers in very creative ways in different mm. ways. But then also just a person that has a guitar and then just plays the song, but in his own pitch, in his own way, in his own energy. And I think right. all of that plays into a cover, actually, uh, or into a remake of something or into a, I don't know, like, well, I mean, with movies, it's a little harder than music, but... Um, I mean, but yes and no, though, right? Like... George Lucas's Star Wars A New Hope is is a copy of a Japanese film, kind of. Uh, yeah. I forgot the name of it, but a lot of um, well, movie fans say that... Or like, The Magnificent Seven is made by... The, is actually from um, the guy who made The Seven Samurai. Right, right. Um, yeah. What's his name? The, the director um, who made also Yojimbo. Oh, man. Miyazaki. Yeah. Miyazaki. No, no, that's the... That's the um, Hiro Miyazaki is the... the um, animator guy oh, yeah, yeah uh i'm not oh, i'm not sure shoot, uh, man, that's such so bad because he did he did a lot of great action movies back in the 40s mm. or th- 20s or 30s and um, where it was a lot of character telling and then um people in the west took it on with the cape uh, western style like yeah, cowboys yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and Clint Eastwood and it's things it's like very that. it's really interesting like and we've we've actually learned about this in in uni mm-hmm. um the first literary text that we know of that's been written down is Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. Okay. Um, before that, like, we don't know what there was because we just don't have any historical recordings. Okay. But quite often that is seen as the first literary text. Mm-hmm. And every single literary text that's come after that can be, like, followed back to that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, so the the Romans based all of their writing off of what the Greeks wrote, like also the Greek poetry and okay, okay. and um, then the cultures that came after Rome based their stuff on that. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of also evolved yeah. over. The next and then you have the the yeah. Celtic folk tales mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that were never written down, but they were transmitted orally up until the point where they were written down, like Beowulf. Yeah. And Beowulf then eventually became Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, like people give yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien a lot yeah. of uh, credit for redefining fantasy, yeah. but he would not have been able to do that without Beowulf. Without the you know? basis of Without thing, the basis exactly, of yeah. Beowulf, right? So, so even things we're very familiar with nowadays, like you can lead them back to works that have been here for thousands of years yeah, you know so, which is insane which is which like i said is evolution like you know like it's basically the next level or the next evolution exactly. of of that of that art piece yeah. or something you know so it's pretty cool actually like thinking about that whatever you do is like a stepping stone for the next generation right. and it actually helps people to go up mm. and actually um maybe reach I don't know, like something you help someone that is younger than you. It's basically planting a tree, but you don't see the tree grow. Basically, you know, yeah. you plant the seeds, and then you just put up the tree. Will be feeding probably your kids or something, yeah. or be your kids' kids, and then kind of that's what we do with our arts. Mm. Like when we put a song up, especially nowadays, everything it stays on the internet. Like nothing, yeah. like anything you upload will be there forever. Um, even if you delete it, you know, unless society collapses and everything falls down and, the and nobody can use a laptop anymore, yeah, I guess, exactly. I guess no more electricity no, back to the stone ages. Exactly. I guess. But even then we'll find a way to actually put something out that at least people in our neighborhood will see. Like you, yeah. all you need yeah. is just a rock and, 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 and a stone. Yeah. Basically. Or like, like a, like stick and, and sand. That's all you yeah. need. Um, and and the earlier you were talking about what influenced you and inspired you and stuff like and you were talking about how we empathize or like we feel with people that talk about certain stories where we can resonate with yeah but like you yourself do you think like that is really inspiring like your own experiences inspire you a lot to do certain things like as in i mean is it clear the question or should, yeah, yeah no i think that's a very it's a very interesting question for me because quite often I feel like, you know, like a lot of songwriters who I am inspired by and a lot of artists who I'm inspired by went through a lot of hardship, like Mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, like either abuse or um, drug issues or like really, really crazy relationship stories, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, mental health, um, messes, you know, like all these different things. And I'm like, this sort of sometimes I it's a it's a question that like bothers me, you know, it's like I haven't ex- like I haven't felt or experienced enough to actually write something good, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm like, I wish, mm-hmm. you know, it's really entitled. Like whatever you, know? like, you would share, it's not going to like yeah. actually be enough to yeah. people to say, oh, yeah, exactly. I feel it's that like, way, too. Yeah. It's like you have this like inside longing or um, it's like, oh, I, I, I wish I had more struggles you know which is super stupid i'm so grateful for the life i've had and like for my parents being so sheltering of me you know and like for um my life's history to not have been like shaped by so much trauma yeah and then it's like this just this little voice in the back of your head like hey if you had like experienced this or that like maybe you'd be writing better songs you know and it's so dumb you know because of course you can write good songs without having experienced a lot of like hardship and a really good example of that is um 
like I guess one that comes to mind seemingly like even though like everyone has their struggles like but Ed Sheeran doesn't seem to have had a very rough childhood you know yeah. in comparison to I mean, like an Eminem, also coming for from or like yeah okay fine like but we're coming right. from a western society even, you yeah know what I mean? yeah like he had food on his table probably yeah. every day exactly yeah. you know those sorts of things and yeah. sure like he he did have his like little homeless stint as most artists do which in like i can say i've had that now too but it just didn't feel that way you know like I but it also won't won't feel that way until you're famous too yeah like when exactly. you, once you're famous it's like you know i was also homeless for a time yeah. and people are like oh my god man colin you yeah. were homeless Sleep, slept on my friend's couch uh, for, for a month, for a month. like yeah okay cool but you can just extend that yeah just so hyperbolize everything you know yeah. like that's a big part of art as well it's just over exaggerating over dramatizing you know they don't they i think sometimes they don't even do not, that not not all of them no i'm not saying like people all of them do, do it to, for them like you know sometimes yeah. like oh yeah this is not yeah, yeah. make as, it look as well yeah, yeah. the public does it but i think there there are certain artists who take yeah. the sort of um the things they experience to the yeah. next level but yeah going back to like the yeah. that sort of thing like i have that struggle sometimes where i'm like okay i'm writing this mm-hmm. down but like i don't find the right words because i feel like i'm not like or i can't channel enough emotion into it because i didn't feel that much about it you know because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just felt like life happening and like not yeah. really um which is very interesting to me. Uh, and then I'm just like, okay, then maybe I need to reconsider my writing process. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to stop writing my emotions, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like that I think I need, like, I was very stuck on writing about my own emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe like the idea now is to not write about my own emotions, but to write about stories rather, you know, of other people yeah. or like go into a more folky yeah. direction and write about, yeah. you know, sort of Johnny Cash or Nick Cave style kind of like, murder stories or something yeah. like that right there was there was this guys who would give tips to uh, aspiring filmmakers to not write about their lives because mm. then they get really attached to certain things and right. if it's not done in a certain way and i have to disagree with that to be honest i think every person can tell a story about their life i think every person that you meet or have met can actually tell a huge story definitely and and and, and i won't say don't yeah because you should uh, if you want to write a book, write a book. The one thing I do, for example, not every like everything I write is not based like is not the real thing that happened. It's based on real experiences and based on real life, right? You know, yeah. but it's not the exact way it happened. Of course, I dramatize mm. a little bit more. Of course, I put a little bit more juice into it, or I try to, and maybe I I manage to do it or not. But I feel like, I mean, and it comes. For me, when you say like you feel like you have not experienced enough to to actually you know s- write something very yeah. emotional that people can resonate, I have that in the movie way where I'm like oh yeah. yeah man, my experience are always about white white people's problems <laughs> in Western societies. But then in the end, you know, like in Green Book, for example, there's this one. Have you seen the book movie Big Green Book? No. With Viggo Mortensen and Marshall Ali. Not yet. I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. I haven't seen uh, it yet. Okay, I don't know if I should then... Well, there's this one scene, okay, uh, where, where we're both kind of confronted with 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 their struggle. Mm. And and and, and then uh, one is black, the other one's white, but one is the white one is Italian. So he's also seen a foreigner right. then, yeah. right? But and 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 and, and uh, then they have this one moment where they share their thoughts and 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 uh, and um, Marshall Lee's character, the 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 very sophisticated piano piano player, mm-hmm. I, I forgot his name, um, then basically says that he's not black enough 
for his black people friends because yeah. he's very cultivated and he has like he's very cult like he's really s sophisticated and the way he talks right. is like yeah. very smart and the most black people around the time didn't have that luxury to be that way and then he's not white enough uh, right. because he's black and I think it's that same dilemma we artists have we are mm. like as as, a, as people that live in the western side who have the possibility to record a podcast like this you know right um, we are not we're not we're not poor enough to create something that mm. would resonate with everyone but we're also not um, we don't live the best life yeah. to, 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 to actually say oh you I remember I know how it is to be rich or right. like you know have the best life and I think like, it's it's also good to mention, like, to add to that, like, um, you know, of course, you can also make a song like, uh, I don't know, Gucci Gang, for example, mm -hmm. right? But, and that's super easy to make. It's very easy to, like, throw out a couple, like, meaningless lyrics. But I think the, the issue is, like, you want to make, fired, man. or like, for me, right, yeah. like, I want to create something with meaning as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, the longest time, meaning has been my own emotions. Mm -hmm. and, like finding a way to convey meaning without like channeling all my feelings mm -hmm. that I may or may have or may not have felt. Like that's been a, tr a challenge for me, you know, and yeah. that's like it's a challenge kind of what I meant too, by yeah, okay. what I was saying before. Yeah. And also, you know, it's just, it's so, I don't know, like that whole, that whole thought process, you know, when I think about it realistically now, like, oh, I, I'm not, um, I haven't struggled enough to do this. I haven't, mm -hmm. you know, that whole thought process, like, excuse my French, but it's such bullshit, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> it's I, I such agree. a dumb way yeah. of thinking, yeah. right? Like, you just, like, it requires rethinking maybe to figure out, like, okay, how can I actually make something that's meaningful and at the same time, you know, I'm happy with and mm -hmm. doesn't require me to have yeah. experienced tons and tons of trauma you yeah. know like yeah. and also because yeah. when i say and also like when i say i haven't experienced enough you know like that's also bullshit because i i've been to like i don't know 20 different countries in the past four years mm -hmm. i've been traveling so yeah. much yeah. i've had so many experiences yeah. you know um in so many different places with so yeah. many different people there's so much there, you know, and it's just like, I just haven't been pulling out the materials in the right place or I've been trying to dig in the wrong places, yeah. you know, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm having an epiphany moment yeah. on the podcast now talking. I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is so cool. I'm like, okay, wait, I'm, I need to. I'm happy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you, bro. Honestly, it's, it's really me cool. every episode <laughs> when I talk to people. Yeah. And I think that's like the beauty of podcasts, right? Mm. Like, um, sometimes you might say a couple things, which in retrospect, you might like not have wanted to say yeah. necessarily the way you yeah. said it, but at the same time, you can also come to new conclusions mm -hmm. and it's again, the putting it out there, you know, yeah. regardless of if you, you know, even a year later, like you might think completely differently from what you said, 100%. you know, even and tomorrow, bro, even tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like even five minutes from now, uh, like you, exactly. you have different thoughts and different yeah. ideas. And that's the beauty of things. Cause you ever growing, you know, like especially as an artist, there's no way that you will make the perfect yeah. film, the perfect song, which Ed Sheeran did. <laughs> no, yeah. but, uh, but, but like it's, it's, I think um, it's really important as an artist to know that you're ever growing and right. whenever you think you're updated and you can now do something with the latest technology, there will always be something better than yeah. that technology for sure. So 
the most important thing is, I think, is just to pick it up and just do it mm. and just get done. For get sure. it done. Get it yeah. done. Do get it. Get it done. Get it out there. And, and, and share. Just do it. Exactly. Man, it was amazing. Uh, thank you so much for your time, bro. Yeah, it's I really my pleasure. appreciate it. And thanks for also agreeing to a second record because our first one was kind of uh, deleted by accident. <laughs> Which is kind Dude, of frustrating. It happens. But, yeah. Like, that's, that's life. You life, know? man. And, it's uh, true. Look, and we record now another one and we basically said everything we said in the first one. <laughs> they don't, They don't. They wouldn't have known if I hadn't mentioned this now. But yeah, exactly. But, like, but this is exactly what we said. We basically yeah. wrote everything down. We just read it off a script right now because we do scripted stuff here. No, not, um, <laughs> not really. Um, I actually didn't come up with these things that I was talking about in the first. So yeah, there's always a reason for certain things to happen, right? Yeah. Um, before we go though, I would like to, um, you know, ask you a question. Uh, maybe a second one too. So like from all of what we've talked about now, like what is an advice you would give to, 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 to some aspiring, let's say artists or songwriters or like any artists, let's put it more general to artists. Yeah, to yeah. artists. Okay. First off, stay hydrated. Water is really important and, uh, it can really help with all aspects of health, both physical and mental. Um, second, you know, don't, worry too much like when you're putting your stuff out there for like the first year or you know however long like don't worry about the likes you get on instagram or on tiktok or whatever platforms you use because that can be really really demotivating at the beginning because your first song or your first film or your first video like chances are it's not going to have the reach that you might want it to, you know, even if it's an amazing piece of work, you know, like there's a lot of aspects of social media marketing that play into the arts nowadays, unfortunately, that you just need to be aware of. So don't get too caught up on that, you know, just, um, yeah, keep, keep making and don't give up, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and, uh, I guess the third thing would be, maybe um just do it <laughs> i guess what we talked about before you know yeah, don't be I mean, afraid to ask other people yeah. to, to help yeah. you know um i mean you could yeah you know you can um for you listeners you can hit us up on instagram for sure at yeah. any time yeah for um, sure yeah my tag is uh maury what's good Ilker's is... Uh, Mine is Ilker Fahrielmas. So shout out to our Instas. Go follow us yeah, if you don't yet. Yeah. And uh, always... I'm actually, I'm actually also planning <laughs> at some point to... Like, not at some point, but very soon to have an Instagram for just this podcast. Oh, just nice. Just like, so people can very just cool. really focusedly yeah. ask here. Or I'll get them there later. I'm still going to yeah. give you the stage for this thing. But yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. like those, those sorts of things, you know? And um, also, if you realize like you... Uh, this is something that I've had to learn a very hard way. Like sometimes you just need to take a break. Like if you if you're caught up in a moment and you really feel like you want to make art, but just nothing is happening, just don't touch your guitar for five days. Go back to it. You'll notice that like you're playing certain things differently or, you know, like I um, just two weeks ago, I kind of spent a bit of time or I didn't have enough time to work on music so much. 
And then I picked up my guitar and I started learning a completely new piece that was something that I've never learned before. And it unlocked the fretboard in a new, completely new way for me. Mm -hmm. um, the cool two capos, I mean? No, actually, okay. it's like more like the picking styles <laughs> oh, and that okay. sort of thing. But like just doing that... Uh, And then finally challenge yourself. You know, yeah. if you feel stuck and you feel like you're repeating what you're doing over and over again and you're not making any improvement, just say, hey, okay, now I'm going to take this new editing technique or this new um, song that seems very hard to play and I'm just going to practice it and learn it until I know how to do it perfectly mm -hmm. and take it to that level. And you'll notice that like working on your own project after that will become easier and you'll find new ways and new approaches of doing it. So, uh, yeah, those would be cool, man. things that I would recommend. It's very, very inspiring, man. Honestly, even I took notes, like I haven't written really anything down, but I, I really resonate with what you said a lot. I can only agree. And, um, yeah, Well, I guess uh, this is it, bro. Um, thank you so yeah. much for your time again. I really appreciate it. I really uh, was heartwarming when you even said that you wanted to be part of one episode. <laughs> and I'm really happy that we actually made this happen and possible. Yeah, super um, cool. I'm always overwhelmed when, 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 when friends or other people are interested in you know, being part of this. And, yep. and when I started this podcast, in about, it was actually basically about a year ago, I didn't think it would have this kind of, you know, Uh, impact on on certain people or like even interest in people to come be a guest so i'm really honored to have you here and uh, for sure i'll have you i'll have you back i think there's way more we can talk about oh definitely and there's yeah definitely more advice or definitely maybe next time we record we'll have other stories to talk about maybe we'll actually have some content released exactly <laughs> besides this podcast exactly <laughs> or, or we can share some some endeavors we had gone through since then you know what yeah I mean? for so, sure so so really appreciate it again yeah. um thank you so much colin yeah. for you guys out there who are listening to this um Thank you so much uh, that you keep taking the time to listen to these episodes. I really appreciate it. It's, it means so much to me. It means so much to our guests. It means uh, so much just generally to, to this podcast. And I, um, you know, if, if you have any thoughts on artists or if you have anything you want to share with us, like, uh, yeah, you can just, you know, um, um, the, the podcast has a Twitter account. So you can go on Twitter and, you know, look for Zonta Got Nothing. Um, it's on SoundCloud, it's on, pod, uh, on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts as well. So, you know, reach out to us. And we just gave our Instagrams too. And I'm soon going to start an Instagram for the podcast. So you can also just directly text there, like share your ideas, share your artist stuff, your music, your films, your shorts, whatever you have, your skits. Um, we're more than happy to check them out and just look at them because I love to see people's arts all the time. And... Um, This is it from my side, Colin. You had anything else? Last Just few words? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for letting me sleep in your house. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's another perk on being on my podcast. You get to stay at my place. Yeah. That's the only way I can pay you guys if you want. <laughs> so I guess uh, shout out to my mom and my dad, and uh, thank you all for listening. Awesome, cool. So, and the last thing I have to say: is stay tuned and volume up for the next episode. See you guys around. Take care.